welcome to the Paddock Podcast, Logitech G Supercar Pro Invitationals Podcast. We are at Bathurst 1000 time. We are here tonight. I am Peter Wilkinson and we are here to celebrate the Bathurst 1000 with a very special episode live with 11 would-be drivers and two would-be commentators slash podcasters to talk to them all. Uh, I am joined by Sandman. How are you going, Sandman? Good, Wilco. How are you, mate? I'm excellent. We are almost there. Bathurst 1000 is this weekend. It is happening. It is so close. Did you get a call up for any co-drivers in the end? No, but it, uh, geez, you wouldn't blame anyone though, would you? Uh, after some of my stellar efforts at Bathurst, but uh, I think my skills are much better off in the commentary box, unfortunately, but I am going to be very jealous of those guys that are taken to the grid. So out of these drivers here tonight, which one's going to be the first one out that's going to join you in the commentary box and give you a break? Oh, geez. I don't know. Just throw a dart. You know, <laughs> take, take your pick, mate. We are joined tonight by the man himself, Josh Anderson. Anderson, how are you going, mate? Bad mate, yourself? I'm excellent. You, everyone is in their seats and ready to go. They're dressed up. We've got TTR people everywhere. Lee Ellis, how are you going, mate? Yeah, not too bad in yourself, Peter. I am excellent. And by the way, if anyone else how I am, I am excellent. That's all I'm going to tell you. Is we're joined by also Madison Down in the cupboard. How are you going in this? How's the cupboard? How is it treating you? Yeah, good. It probably wants some aircon in here, though. I think it could be a struggle after the end of this. <laughs> That's okay, we've only been here for half an hour. We'll just add another ninety minutes onto that. You'll be right. You'll survive. Andrew Gilliam, how are you going? You got the full professional setup, truck assist going. What's that? How are you going tonight? Yeah, going good. Thanks, mate. Yeah, got to rep the uh, the team and the sponsors. How many times can we say truck assist tonight? We'll find out. <laughs> Jake Burton is sipping some cordial and getting ready to do some data packs. How? What else has been happening with you? Oh, not a lot, mate. I'm just wearing the cheapest shirt I could buy at the MotoGP, so I'm having a good time, to be honest. Oh, look, if Still you're 80 here... bucks? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 25, absolute bargain, honestly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cordial's good, thanks for asking. That's no problem. If you're here for the free show, you would have seen him in TTR full kit. It would have been great to see. We're joined by Jared in the professional-looking seat and the Boost Mobile backing as well. It's all ready to go. Where are you racing tonight, Jared? I'll be racing a bed in a minute. Pretty tired. <laughs> Look, it's only been a half a 45 minute pre-show. It's all good. We'll get yeah. you to bed soon. Brian Borg, mate, welcome to the podcast. Nice little Jim Beam racing car behind you there. Yep. Thank you. I should be showing the other one, but anyway. Yep. That's okay. Yep. Look at that. Oh, oh, nice. Is that, is that a card effect special? Card effects. Yeah, it is, mate. Just a big shout out. <laughs> Love the we'll, we'll shout card effects all night if we want to I, uh, Ethan Warren, go listen to the episode We interviewed with him, there's a little bit we chucked on at the end Dane Warren as well, don't worry about him um, Brenton, how are you going tonight mate? Mate, well, you, accused me of being a, you accused me of being a driver before One thing I'm not is a driver, these guys are the drivers So uh, I'm just repping the team and repping admin Yeah, and you got the mattress behind you so we're good to go Blake, yep. welcome to the podcast mate What is happening over your place? Oh, not a lot, mate. Just uh, nice and cramped here in our spare room with the two Sims going. So, yeah, all happy days. Okay, we're only going to have you here for two more hours. You are good. You are right. Hobbo's <laughs> join us fresh from a league, mate. Did you win? Uh, no. No? Oh, no, I did that's not. Enough. That's enough from you, mate. See you later. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I'm, saving all my, I'm saving all my wins up for this weekend. Game six. I do enjoy the Hot Wheels shirt, though. Well done on that. Um oh, we finally finish up with Chris Cox. Said, "How are you going, mate?" Hey, Wilco. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. The room's a bit of a mess. Don't have don't have a shirt, so I thought I'd rep the uh, virtual background there. 
Now it's looking very, very good indeed. Uh, X split across the front of you is looking really good. Now, <laughs> where... I can't afford the, the, the license program. <laughs> that's okay. That's probably why we're here because I couldn't afford to get the, pro, the, the um, podcasting software up. We only had 10 people. I don't know. Anyway, it's a whole story. Don't worry about it. We're here tonight to talk about the Bathurst 1000. We've got these guys on because you put these guys in a room and they're just going to talk for hours and bag each other out. That's what we're here for, isn't it, Sandman? <laughs> That's exactly right. It's one of those times where we don't have to do much, too much work. We'll probably just let them do all the banter and we sit back and enjoy the show. In fact, I might have a nap now. We're going to start with Josh <laughs> Anderson, mate. What is, what does Bathurst, the Bathurst 1000 mean to you, mate? Well, as someone from Penrith, which is a couple of hours from Bathurst, I've spent a lot of my childhood going to the mountain. Um, so to race there, in the real world and in the sim is awesome. It's my favorite track. Uh, I've done 50 million laps around there. Um, so anytime you get to race at Bathurst and specifically the 1000, um, it's bloody awesome. So I, um, you know, I really enjoyed the, when we, we raced last year with Madison in Scops and we won that race. Um, it was probably my biggest achievement in sim racing so far. Um, so we'll be aiming to, to do that next weekend with Muggo. And would you say that you carried Madison to that victory? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to refute that? Oh, look, the, that that day, I think he was having mechanical dramas, so I'll beg to differ. But, uh, but uh, it was an awesome. That was an awesome day. And looking back at that day, we we obviously had a really good race. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, hopefully in TTR we can get a bit more of that success at Bathurst. So, Josh, would you have you seen Cars Three, where Lightning McQueen becomes the 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 radio chief is that what Madison you're sort of seeing his projection in the next couple of years as well? <laughs> well, to be honest, it's kind of like that now. Um, so he's he's been um, you know even coming to some of those race car rounds, um, a massive help, great guy to have in your corner, um, awesome guy to drive with. Uh, so you know he's maybe not that old yet, but um, <laughs> oh yeah, but, that's um, no, nice. yeah, but um, <laughs> no, it's definitely he's a great team boss, and it's good to to drive with someone that I used to watch his YouTube videos when I was a kid. So it's pretty cool. There was some money just went under the table there. I saw from Madison say, for that comment like too. Cash for comments, isn't it? <laughs> I was going to say, it's interesting how when you're in the same corner as Madison, he like stabilizes your mental state. But when you're racing against him, he gives you a mental breakdown, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's four times I've been binned by Madison now. So it's right up there. <laughs> Now, I want to talk to someone. I, I had a, an interview with someone the other day and they were mentioning about a teammate who blares things over the radio. I want Jared Philsell to make a comment on this. What kind of a... Who wants to be a teammate, Jared? What, what kind of stuff were you blaring over Dane Warren's uh, microphone uh, or headset while you was driving the other day? I have no idea. Oh, you didn't. He's, he's dogged you in for something you didn't do. I have no idea. Can you refresh my memory? Apparently, he, he said you got a soundboard that you enjoy to use during races. Uh, no, that's not me. That's not, not me. you. Not you. Uh, not you at all. Uh, that's another one of my teammates. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Not me. I've got a question though for you, Jared, in particular. So let's let's go into a fantasy world. TTR and SSR. They're both constructors champions at the end of the season if we had a team championship they're both equal we've got to do a dance off to decide <laughs> who wins who wins ssr or ttr in the in the dance off jared um ssr all the ttr boys are young they probably don't know how to dance and what song are you playing to, to win this dance off <laughs> uh 
I have no idea, to be honest. No idea. Whatever's number one on the charts. Okay, there we go. The, the new young hip stuff. <laughs> um, look, I want to go to Brenton. Sandman, I think you've got some questions for Brenton. Brenton's the man behind all this. He's, he said he's, he's not the driver. He's here to, to show off the thing. What's Represent the team. Question? That's it. What, what question have you got for, for Brenton? I know you've got something special. Well, it's not a special, but I guess it goes out to Brenton, but everyone involved too, because, I mean, I don't think in my wildest dreams that I ever thought grabbing a steering wheel, playing a racing game would turn into currently what we've got now and then what we see on Fox Sports with the E-Series. And, like, who would have imagined back then that it would turn into this? And and I imagine at this point in time, this is probably only the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, absolutely. And um, the fact that we're doing something like this now hasn't been done certainly here in Australia before, and that's what the Pro Series, the Logic G Pro Series, is trying to deduce. You know, we're trying to have innovation and, dare I say, evolution to make our product close the gap between reality and real. And uh, I, I know as a fact that there's um, a lot of groups, including Motorsport Australia and, uh, and other groups, that are actually looking very closely at what we do and uh, what we're going to be doing move forward. And and these guys that are with us right now in the chat, like they're the stars of the show, as well as yourself and Jake, obviously, um, as the commentators, and they put on a cracking show and they show what they can do behind the wheel is as good, as, if not better, as some of the real competitors in supercars. And, you know, and yeah, I would be very sure that, you know, if these guys had the uh, budget behind them and had the means that they'd be extremely competitive in, in whatever they drive. And, you know, you look at guys like Ando winning his national championship, Ethan Gregault won the Excels national championship and, you know, with the other guys as well, you know, you put them behind a wheel of a real car. If they had the budget, yeah, they'd be very competitive. I've got no doubt about that. And that's all starting at SIM. And, and for me personally, you know, like uh, with my job now at Phillip Island, you know, overlooking the MotoGP on the weekend, you know, I wouldn't have that job if I didn't do stuff on the SIM, which didn't get me to Winton and eventually to here. So, yeah, that's where we are now. It's, yeah, it's, it's turned into a career for me. It's been fantastic. To the guys involved, like Madison, Jake, like for you guys to be involved in the Supercars E-Series, that alone, being on Fox Sports and all that exposure is all good fun. But then you get the call up to drive in a V8 supercar at BJR. Like, geez, like how much fun is that? Just touch on touch on a little bit of that experience. And again, like who would have figured that playing a game all those years ago would leave to lead to driving a V8 supercar? It's a sim, not a game. Yeah, oh, for me, I mean, one of the one of those things for me is just to to have driven four different Viet supercar chassis over the years, and every single one of those opportunities to come through sim racing with you know not a cent changing hands is pretty unbelievable. So, I you know as a kid watching supercars all those years, being a passionate fan, to be behind the wheel of those cars as often as I fortunately have been you know able to be there's been bloody unbelievable. And to have that relationship with obviously Brad Jones racing and, and Jake's very similar story there as well to have that engineering support as well. It, it actually hasn't just improved my driving in the real world. It's actually improved it in the sim as well, which I think is a, a credit to how close sim racing is now. One, one thing that I think is really interesting as well, I was actually just thinking about it before is as much as the stakes have, have gone through the roof and, you know, we've got all these cool connections and that sort of thing. One thing that I keep reminding myself is I was thinking like 2014, I remember there was like a Monday night race at Okiyama. Um, that was my first top 10. That was eight years ago. But at the end of the day, like that race, I think it was Jared's first win and it was still Jared and Madison at the front. And that hasn't changed for eight years. 
Um, I think it's really cool that although all this stuff's exploded and stuff, you've still got a lot of the same characters at the front still doing it, you know, a long way past puberty now, fortunately. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. So You're I've welcome. got I've got a question for well, actually I want to touch with Andrew here. He's the one in the full truck assist gear. Do you have anything to add to to where you that you never thought you'd be here, or, or how Sims got got to where it is today? Well, I literally owe my like dream data engineering job at Matstone Racing to Sim Racing. Like when I got the when I won the. Um, Matstone Racing, you know, driver supercar competition back in 2020 and um, like met with all the engineers in that uh, in 2021 before my drive. And they, they found out that I was, you know, studying mechatronics and everything like that just opened doors and yeah, got me like my job. I was doing remote um, work with them uh, last year. And then like January, they called me up and was like, hey, do you want to be a super three engineer? I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> like, who, who would say no to that? So um, I've been engineering Jason Gomez all this year. And um, yeah, at Bathurst, they gave me my like first opportunity to be at the data stand as a full-blown data engineer. And all of that's literally just come from winning a sim racing competition. It's, crazy. it's yeah, unreal. Like sim racing is just can propel everyone so far into their like dreams. I'm going to come to... Blake, in a sec, I've got a special question for you, but I want to yep. ask the Rube, how many people grew up watching Hobbo on, on Twitch and, and, and YouTube? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, at least one. Blake, what was it, what's it like sitting in the same room as you now when, when you first watched <laughs> watching him back in his younger days on YouTube making absolutely terrible videos? <laughs> well, it, it's great to just be racing. Like I sort of always wanted to get into sim racing as a youngster because I wasn't allowed any of the say like violent games parents wouldn't let me get any of the violent games and stuff so like grand theft auto and stuff so it was always need for speed or racing games that took my interest and then um finding supercars later on a little bit later on in life than probably most and then going okay how can i possibly have a drive um seeing sim racing trying to get into it but you know parents going oh it's just a game now nah, we'll concentrate on your go-karting and so it wasn't really until COVID started that I I had a basic setup um, and sort of just took it a bit further once COVID started and I couldn't race the go-kart anymore. Um, and to now be racing some of the guys that, you know, I've watched on YouTube a lot, especially like Scops and other series is really cool. And to be invited into the, the pro series is a great opportunity for not only me, but our small karting team. Um, really sort of helped open a lot of doors for me um my housemate who does a lot of my spotting and helps with a lot of the setups and stuff and our whole team in general it, so the question i wanted to ask you you're coming up to the cutting lap one you look in the rear vision mirror who do you not want to see behind you honestly for me it doesn't matter um i just see it as another car uh it's another person to beat I don't try and look at the names or anything. I just, it's another person that I need to try and beat. There's no point being scared of a name. Even if it's Brody. Yeah. <laughs> or me at Sandown. Does anyone have yeah. a specific person they, they, they don't want to see coming, diving up the cutting at all? Well, I could talk about qualifying coming into the cutting. Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe, not, maybe not the race, but those who know, know. 
<laughs> I, I probably don't want to come across Wayne Burke. I think I've had him in the fence enough times this season that he probably owes me a couple. <laughs> I actually I actually had he's – a, he's a teammate of mine in the sister car, and he bombed me, turn one at the cutting in the 1,000 once, probably three or four years ago. So, yeah, he'd be a bad choice. <laughs> I'd turn in. Um, how, how good is it how grudges work in sim racing sometimes like there's people in the field that i remember did something to me three years ago and i'm like i'm gonna have them off longer I, yeah, I can well. remember stuff from 20, 2012 that people did 10 years ago one particular, um, one particular supercars driver who's quite successful um he intentionally wrecked me in a skip barber race in 2015 that one's listening to this you can name names it's all good uh, <laughs> he might have won Bathurst last week oh not now he can turn the computer on careful Ando he's racing Bathurst this week as well good I might get him back then um, Chris, I want to jump across to you for a sec. I'm looking at the current championship table. You're sitting 19th. We know the bubble's 20. What's something like the Bathurst 1000 mean for you? We've talked about it a bit on the podcast through the season, that, that bubble thing, but Bathurst 1000 is obviously a lot of points, a lot of things can go wrong. What's your plan or what's your thoughts coming into this race? Uh, I think a big thing for me, and or, you know, uh, both Henry and I are pretty consistent generally, you know, don't quite have the pace to be in the top 10, but, you know, towards the end of the race, once there's a bit of attrition and um, people take themselves out, I, I can usually find myself in that sort of top 15 range. Um, so, you know, just trying to keep it clean, get through lap one, that'll be the goal. Um, snag a few points with a half decent result. Yeah. That's it, Sandman. Have you got a special question for anyone in particular while I quickly go through and check out some more questions? Not about a special question, but I'm hosting, by the way. I, I, yeah, I don't want to. Mate, you know, you're doing such a good job. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm more want to touch on where, how far our sim rigs have all come. Because I don't, when I started many, many moons ago, it was just a Logitech straight to the desk. And that was it, sitting in a little plastic computer chair. And that was it. And then now we're lucky enough to just check out, like, if you look at the cameras and some of the rigs that we can see that the guys have got, like, it's just, it's incredible how far just our rigs have come. That's, I think that's Brent's in... is the best, to be honest. His rigs looking really nice there. Skin <laughs> <laughs> and everything, it's great. Multi-purpose. I think it's interesting how the more competitive it's got, the more it started to matter. Like I, um, I, I remember back 2014, like I was talking about before, sure it was the same two guys at the front, but in reality it was like eight tenths between first and tenth, whereas now it's two tenths, three tenths, um, and these things start to matter. I remember back in the day it was like if you had a Logitech and a load cell break, you're, you're on the money. Um, but nowadays it's like, um, you know, unless you maybe get the new Logitech, um, you, you're, well done, uh, you're, uh, <laughs> if you're still on a G25 nowadays, it's going to be pretty hard for you. That's, that's more think- my point. Even that point for me, starting in iRacing in 2010, the G25 and G27 back then, I know Sandman was around a long time ago back then as well. And there was not really anything else better on the market at mm-hmm. that point. I mean, you, you looked at the, the cost of steering wheels and, and what the best thing was. And I remember having a driving force GT Logitech, and that was where I kind of started. And I dreamt about having a G25. And that was a big stepping point to have a third pedal on the ground with you. And that was like an extra step. And um, gradually over the years, things have evolved and evolved. And obviously you can see Logitech's brought out the uh, the direct drive wheel latest um, release a few weeks ago. And, you know, it's it's 
moved such a long way. Like Jake said, you pretty much nowhere now without direct drive and load cell pedals. So it's pretty amazing to see how much that's evolved over the years. Now I know what I need to do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was going to say, that's my excuse because I'm still yeah. running a, G, a Logitech G27. It hasn't let me down, but I'm nowhere near competitive with you guys, but I'm going to use that as an excuse. But You've just invested <laughs> all your money and all the rest of the awesome stuff in that <laughs> yeah, room. Yeah, <laughs> right. But I remember when, like you were saying, Madison, about the Logitech, the G25s and 27s, and when the pedals came out, because back before that, they were all plastic pedals. Then they came out and they were stronger pedals, and it was like, oh, man, how good is this? And then, like, the products are just getting better and better. And it's it's almost, you know, some of the rigs you look at are almost as good-looking as what a V8 Supercar looks like inside sometimes. They almost are expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, um... it's just the realism is, is so good. Yeah, I decided to um, make it so real. I decided to get an FG ute, cut it up, and just <laughs> use the chassis, <laughs> stuck it in the garage, and then realized, mate, before the computer and all of that stuff, it was way too hot. <laughs> That's possibly that the most. Cool, though. Oh, it was very cool. It's possibly the most Brian cool? Borg thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I want to touch with you for a sec. We've talked. Josh was talking about qualifying before. Where's your sense of qualifying for the Bass One Thousand? Are you just wanting to put it on the grid, or are you trying to get as high up as you can? Where do you go in qualifying for this type of race? Sorry, you asking me? Yeah, you. Mate. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear my name. Sorry. Um, I won't be qualifying. Rick will be qualifying, but um, come on, have a crack. Yeah, I don't know. Just make an exact. Honestly, quite. Qualifying is in our strong point. We've always been good at our race strategy. And um, I guess last year at Bathurst where we finished, um, Corey and I finished second behind Mads and Anderson in Scops, proved that, you know, I was carrying um, Corey as well, you know, like Corey needed to pick up his game. But anyway, yeah, like, yeah, that's our strong point is just um, our strategy in the race and just, I don't know, you pick your fights when you can and see what happens at the end. We know what Baffers is like. Are you going to be making those strategic calls in the thing or are you going to let it up to him? Nah, it's all me. It's all you, all me. the brains, that's it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, we've been talking about how Sims have involved and how the actual whole industry is involved, basically. Jared, I want to touch with you. How, how much how different is it seeing the friends you've made around and the people that you know now around sim racing like you know back in the day saying that i know all these people from all around australia if not the world just because of this sim racing like how weird is that for you yeah it's um you become really good friends with them all online um but when you see them in real life it's like it's no different it's just like you've known them for years and years so it's not awkward or anything like that but yeah um, i haven't seen any of my international friends in real life but yeah it would just be exactly the same as what it's like on discord you talk shit and yeah it's good who's the last one to leave the party uh out of the people you've met or you, you know online uh <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna say no comment i think <laughs> uh brad newman last week at the ox <laughs> he was he was there till i don't even know i was out there before him put it that way he was yeah he was chugging along that's for sure so on the other side um brenton you come with the skills and the the, the twitch side of things as well as youtube type of things as well 
how weird is it for you seeing like meeting all these people and having all these people you now know just through that side of it, let alone the sim racing as well? Um, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a real community type thing, sim racing. I think that's the part about it. So it's not a it is a reasonable size community, but it is small. Like everyone sort of knows everyone a lot of the time. So um, I've been lucky enough over the years to meet quite a few people as well. And and to Jared's point, the, the thing that's probably the strangest about it, even if, even if you don't know someone that well personally on like through online, you know them well enough by racing against them all the time that it isn't awkward to to meet people in real life. And um, yeah, like Jared said, you just sort of it's like catching up with old friends and things like that when you meet people. So um, yeah, I've, I don't get recognised or anything like that by people. I never have, but um, the people that you get to know by racing against and I've met before, it's it's a cool thing. Definitely. Has anyone gone to a Bathurst with anyone here? Many times. Yes. Oh, I got to meet the uh, 2022 Aussie Racing Car <laughs> Super Series Super <laughs> Cup champion the other day. That's great. Is he any good? <laughs> Lee drove him Super Cheap Auto. I, I did drive him Super Cheap Auto. He's pretty short in real life. Um, Speak for yourself. Good to see him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You would have had to drive Lee because Ando doesn't mind a stall in car parks. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, I wouldn't let him near my Mazda 3. How's the bus that one? But I didn't <laughs> get my car bogged, unlike once. Richard Hampstead did down at the bottom there. So, um, yeah, no. It's just to catch up with a lot of people. It's his, it's his fault. <laughs> um, so we're, we're talking about careers as well. I want to touch Lee. Uh, the career you've made out of sim racing, like how unique is that and where did you think you were going to that was going to even come from it did you think you were going to be able to you know do photography and sim racing uh no so i sort of touched on this um in the little chat i had with um jeros but um i had sort of started off with the, my real life photography uh doing a bit of stuff with Vic state racing mag um with one of my mates callum and um just sort of got into that sort of in that regard so i'm like i'm super impressed that i can actually do something like that um and that people are willing to pay and um and then the people actually enjoy my work as well which is just even, even better like i think for the last well a couple of years i've been doing most of the ttr stuff um and it's good to sort of branch out to other people as well who's the worst ttr person to work with when you do photography um I don't know. They're, they're not here to defend themselves either. Um, probably, probably. I'm, I'm just going to throw them under the bus. Probably Brady. <laughs> it'd be hard for Brady though, because it'd be hard to get a photo of him with a straight car. It's probably half yeah, the issue. Yeah, oh. yeah, it's half, half the problem. But uh, um, no, but Brady does his own photos as well. So, um, it's yeah. Look, we all try and make ourselves get better. So it's good. It's good. So who who was the person who cut? Madison's power in the first round. Can we have a show of hands? <laughs> who, who was it? I'm sure. Was it you, Brian? Uh, probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> what a hit job that was, Madison. Like oh, That was a stitch up, wasn't it? You get home and there's no power. Hey, and Jared, only... you're still going to pay for, pay for that too. <laughs> <laughs> I've been oh, telling was... you for years to get a bloody Tesla. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it was unbelievable. Hey, I mean, everyone's everyone's an expert after they work out you got no power. Oh, I should have had a Tesla battery, mate. But anyway, yeah. it's just one of those things. It's like, <laughs> yeah, got the solar panels up there with no battery. But um, but hey, yeah, that was about it was about ten or fifteen minutes before that session kicked off, and the power the power was on when I got home at six thirty five. But um, but unfortunately, it wasn't on for much longer after that. So 
yeah, yeah, that kind of ruined our championship before it really started. So, um, yeah, Bathurst is a bit of an opportunity to at least make something of the year for us and see how we go. So, Blake, who's got the most of your pain on their car this season? Ah, uh, Lee's probably got a little bit after Sandown. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll put my hand off for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, <Whoops. laughs> uh, I've had good races with Chris and a lot of other guys this season, so that's probably that wasn't that, that wasn't the question, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I was just trying to be nice. <laughs> no, um, nah, none of that. Um, oh, I'll just stick with Lee then. There you go. So, look, Bren, how often do you think about round one finish? I look, yeah, it was supreme. And the great part of it was the finish. And it was a fantastic introduction to the series. Um, the bad part was is that we didn't quite have comms right. So, the, the, the you, know, you know what I mean? The, the noise, well, not the commentators, the commentators were epic. And then the other thing was after that race, I'm like, ah, oh, shit, we might not get better than this for the rest of it. And then, <laughs> and then we had Winton behind. Let's just be honest, it was a bit of a snore fest. And um, yeah, so we're building up this week, but yeah, like it was, it was exactly the start we wanted for the finish, if you know what I mean. And uh, it's really set us up. And straight away, the amount of interest that we got from it, and iRacing took it on board and put it in their monthly video or whatever they do. And yeah, it's it's it certainly helped. That's for sure. Is that another sip of cordial for you, Jake, as we talk about round one? Oh, He's gone to the vodka. <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked to splash more of something, I can tell you that. But, um, yeah, no. Nah, uh, that. I will say it was um, a lot of mucking around between Jared and I, to be honest. One of us should have won that race by more than 10 seconds, to be completely honest. But, um, yeah, no, nah, cool, to, cool to put on such a show. Um, I can't believe it ended that way, but um, it was a good way to start the season. And um, let's hope for more of that and less of uh, less of the sand down type races, I reckon. And what I heard just then was you blame Jared for the, the loss. Is that what that was? <laughs> no, no, not at all. I think, to be honest, we were both as guilty as each other, um, slowing each other up. Um, I think there were points where Jared was trying to make me use more fuel. There were points I was trying to make him use more fuel. Um, and at the end of the day, uh, he just did a better job, but I slowed him down enough and somehow Brady managed to win it. I don't really know how it all happened in the end, but um, yeah, cool race nonetheless. Really, really cool. Well, you, one thing though, Jake, you were the first person that Sam had ever called as winning the first race. Yeah, yeah. He made sure, yeah, Jake Burton wins the first race. Yeah. Uh, it's a moment. I yeah, think, um, yeah, I think uh, it's a shame because I haven't even really been in contention to win another one since then. But um, we'll, we'll see what happens this weekend, hopefully. But just keep the yeah. audio clip, mate. Apparently, you won that one, so don't worry about yeah, it. Just <laughs> press, yeah. press stop it there. Like yeah. I was, I was just building up because I just assumed that run out of the last corner. I thought, oh, he's got it. There's no one going to stop him, and then so, I to, couldn't believe it. To be honest, like um, look, looking at the fuel number I had on the last lap, and I actually went back and checked the data to make sure I wasn't just reading blind in the moment. Um, I just used a stupid amount of fuel in that last lap. I, I don't know what I did. Um, I think it was just all the mucking around with Jared. To be honest, I, I used like <laughs> 150 mils more fuel on that lap than I did in any other lap in the race. So um, that that probably hurt us pretty bad. <laughs> but how much fun did you have? Oh, it was mega. Like um, I, I you know, I, I noticed when you put out the questions you're going to ask us in this in this thing. Uh, one of the ones was about Bathurst and sort of you know what's going to happen and whatnot. And to be honest, I don't 
you know, really care who wins it as long as it's a good race. Um, I think that that was the the sad thing about Sandown. Obviously, those SSR guys had so much speed, but um, it, it was it was a bit tough to be a part of, <laughs> to be honest, if you weren't in the lead. So, um, yeah, ultimately, um, some of my best races have been ones that I haven't won. Um, you know, so as long as you have a good race, it's a good time. That's it. Uh, look, Sandman's going to send you a message at some point during the thousand if it's going the way of Sandown. Can you just put the wall in the uh, car into the wall, please? Block the track so we can get a yellow, a yellow flag and Sandman can have something to talk about for a little bit. Safety car. <laughs> Hoping well, for that all, at Sandown. We all know how, how tricky Bathurst can be. So I think I think we'd all be fairly, fairly surprised if we went 161 oh, laps of Bathurst no without chance. a safety car. No I'll, go, I'll go and pull Madison's cable out myself. Drive <laughs> <laughs> up to Sydney. While we talk about Bathurst, not, forget about real world Bathurst, sim, sim Bathurst. We'll go around the room. I want to find out what's a sim memory at Bathurst that stands out oh. in your mind from oh. the many years oh. that we've done. So yeah, we'll start, um, I guess, top. Who wants to go first? Uh, I want to go first because I want to get this out of the way now. Um, I was, it must have been 2013, 2014. I was coming third and I was right behind Madison and Richard. And then Madison decided to put it in the wall, which was great. And then <laughs> I was, you know, because coming second, right behind Richard, made one or two mistakes. I was like, all right, I'm going to call it consolidate for second. And coming up to turn two, the internet did itself with two laps oh. to go. Yeah. Gone. As written about on In Racing News. That's been on In Racing News. Now you see, now you don't. <laughs> oh, I was disappointed. That's my that's my Bathurst memory. All right, who's next? Let's go with Josh. Let's start the top for my way, top Josh. Yeah. Give me a, give me a, give me an answer. Are these good memories or bad memories? Oh, whatever either or either. Yeah. I feel like saying obviously winning the one thousand last year with Madison's a an obvious one. Well, I think we can. I think we yeah. can. I think we can do better than that. I think um, my worst Bathurst memory is the 2017 Tim Ballinger Porsche series that started in March 2017. Um, the first round of that was at uh, Bathurst, and I think Rogers and Jared were on Poland, third, Poland second. I was third, and I spun by myself at the cutting and took out like 20 cars. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I basically alter forward from life for about. Up now, <laughs> I wasn't. I, I'm hard on myself, and I wasn't very impressed with myself at that moment. And I haven't forgotten that one in Ari. Um, and then uh, I've had a few other interesting, interesting races, but that probably takes the cake. Madison, do you want to re- rebut the carrying, or do you want to talk about a different well, Bathurst memory? You've had so many of them in your lifetime. Yeah, well, I was going to comment that probably the back-to-back wins was good. Being carried by Dane for one and carrying Ando for the other was all right, but nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah. But obviously the obviously the um, nah the back-to-back wins was really good in the Scop series, um, and that's pretty hard to top to to go back-to-back like that. Something that's very very challenging to do. And um, yeah, mega proud. It's going to be really hard to stop Jared and Dane this year. I know how good Dane was, and unfortunately, I'm not driving with Endo in this series, so. Um, it's going to be going to be tough, no doubt. But um, from a bad memory point of view, the one I always go back to is the old race of champions number six, <laughs> which I think was the first time we drove about supercar at Bathurst or close to it. And in that race, uh, there was a late race safety car. Um, a car stayed out. Was that for a kangaroo, of, Madison? Went out of sync. Oh, it would have been for a kangaroo, I'd say. Kangaroo so, on the track. Yeah. Big random SC for the uh, kangaroo. <laughs> 
And uh, at the time, I was leading the race easily, and um, a car went out of sync and was leading on old tyres, and I made a move at the chase, and it was marginal. In my opinion, it was on, and uh, it got called as a penalty, and I had to redress the spot. And, um, yeah, the redress call didn't come for seven laps. So by that point, he <laughs> was, you know, seven or eight seconds back, and there was about five to go. So that was pretty hard to take. I remember being absolutely destroyed mentally and um, getting a big explanation from race control after the race. And I think I took about half a second to reply and I replied with K. So normally for me to be, I was, yeah, I'm normally a pretty calm guy, but that one was hard to take. So um, yeah, it took a long time to win a Bathurst race after that too. It took, um, that was 2013 or so. It took until with, um, with Dane and Ando to, to get a win after that. So it took about seven years. Oh, you were salty, weren't you? You just didn't want to oh, win. I, you, like I said before, you remember things for a very long time. So, yeah, that one was um, that was a bad memory. Jared, what is a good or bad memory from Bathurst in the sim? <laughs> I've got plenty of memories from Bathurst. Plenty good, plenty bad. Um, good memory, obviously, was a few weeks ago where um, I had a win there um, with my fellow teammate, James Scott. Um, I've had a few other wins as well. Um, a few bad memories, but slash good memories. Um, I'm sure Madison will remember. Um, there was a 12 hour we did and we started at midnight our time and, uh, yeah, I went to bed, wasn't thinking anything, jumped up for morning stint just in time and I had to get in the car and I needed to go to the toilet as soon as I got in the car. (laughs) What Um, was it you called it, Jared, at the time, as soon as you jumped in? I can't remember. Can you, can I, I you remember? remember? I remember. I, I was it in that car as well. I remember it quite well. I, I can't remember. It was it was bad. I've never had so much pain while driving in the sim, trying to hold it in. It was terrible. It was terrible. Um, Turtleneck was the word for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, well. Two laps into a triple stint, I think it was, Jared, and you were in you were struggle street. <laughs> oh yeah, that was um. Yeah, I was not in good shape. Um, <laughs> so, Jared, uh, now, now that it's in the past, did anything come out? No. Press them to no, break or no I didn't. She, she, she stayed in. The cloth, the cloth was clean. The cloth was oh, good, clean. Good. As a clue, Borgie, he changed his seat straight afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was a good and bad memory. Um, obviously, the other bad memory was getting spun out um, while contending for the lead. With um, a good mate, Josh Rogers, a few years ago. Um, that's still obviously one of the um, promo clips for SimSpeed. So it must have been pretty big back then to um, get as much coverage as it still does. So yeah, that was um, definitely one that got away for sure. There you go, Jake. You got, a, you got an answer for me? Oh, um, I was thinking before, I remember um, Madison, Jared and... And I, in uh, 2018, raced in the Blunt Pain GT World Championship. Um, and Jared and I shared a car at Bathurst. And we were driving an absolute brick of a Ferrari 488 <laughs> that Good season. Um, I remember that season. I remember we finished, Jared and I finished 15th in that race. Um, and that felt personally like one of my, one of my personal best drives. Because I don't think the car was really that quick. We could have been in an Audi like Rogers and Richard were, but um, I think the Ferrari is pretty good. But the the one that still sticks with me is um, probably the very first Bathurst 1000 overdid with Scops. Um, about 15 laps to go. I was sitting in a comfortable P4 with my teammate, Kurt Stenberg. 
and um, I just binned it on my own, just brain fade. Um, and the annoying thing is, is I, I heard about that for about six years after it happened. Uh, it just, <laughs> it just every single time I had a chat about Enduros, I was known as the, the guy who binned it probably until 2018, to be honest. So, yeah, shocker. You should have said, uh, was it gear malfunction, gear malfunction? Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. No. <laughs> No, that's uh, that's when you're on the front row of the grid at Hockenheim, mate. That's uh, that's that one. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up yet, but anyway, uh, Andrew, Andrew, you got an answer for the best or worst memory? Yeah, um, got a couple of good and bad ones. Um, getting the last couple polls, like top ten, top fifteen shootout polls, like that one last year was so surreal. Like getting your first Bathurst shootout pole, it's just an incredible experience. And I reckon I was just ear <laughs> raping the guys on Discord for like 20 minutes after that. It was just the coolest thing ever. Um, but yeah, like the next day, it just fell off a cliff. Like um, I think I finished my first stint and I was having like frame stutters and it like put me off sync and I just touched the wall going across the top. And the car was like loose as, and I was dropping back and, um, and then Griff got into the car <laughs> and like, I was just getting off the sim, like, you know, doing the disc defrag and everything, trying to get my computer going faster. And he's like caps screaming at me on like messenger, like lost power. <laughs> and by the time I boot back in the sim we're two laps down and then like, we push hard, we get back to the lead lap. Griff's making a move for like 15th, like with, I don't know, maybe 40 laps to go. And he gets this like foot wide net code and drops us right back to the end of the train again. And I'm thinking like with the pace we had, we would have been in top three contention in like another 15 laps or so, like another safety car, we would have been in for the win. And he's back in like 35th, undone all the hard work. It was just absolutely gutting to come from like two laps down, make some spots and then just internet trouble just like kills you again. Like it's just so brutal, isn't it? When there's no control over it, eh? I think it's, it's the one thing that I reckon makes it really nerve wracking to be in the sim is there's so much that's out of your control. Like um, in the E-Series last year, when Jake Kostecki was doing his shootout lap, he was like, that's the most nervous I've ever been. And yeah, I think it's just because there's still so much out of your control on the sim. Yeah, Andrew's a good team player here. I'm going to butt in. You're a really good team player, Andrew. Well done. Because you didn't mention what happened this year with your team boss at uh, turn two what behind happened? the safety car. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, did we do Bathurst this year? <laughs> That's crazy. I, didn't, I, was, I wasn't really there for most of it. Like, I forgot about it. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, it's like what, with, with that, like in his defense, I don't know when you're a left foot breaker and you go to put your foot in the clutch to fuel save for the first time and you come up to a braking zone, like surely everyone's had it before when you, oh, oh that's a bit different and you're out of rhythm. He just happened to, to do his first fuel save attempt at a corner with no runoff, with no <laughs> practice fuel saving. And oh, we've all been there before. <laughs> Like when, when there's no revs in the car, you got your clutch in, you come up to a braking zone. And I reckon you get to a point in the sim where a lot of your feedback comes from your eyes and ears more so than feel. And when you've trained your ears to listen out for particular notes throughout a corner, 
and all of a sudden it's like quiet coming into a corner like his sense of speed would have been completely gone and I think it's just one of those moments yeah I was, I was like yelling at him feel safe feel safe like we can make this stint work really well and he's like I've bend it <laughs> like what <laughs> <laughs> well you saved 112 liters that way didn't you yeah well, i reckon we burnt some of the least amount of fuel in that race but no like yeah he's like and i'm like oh and I, i'm still thinking like you know you can come from two laps down easy in this race like oh we'll just get the repairs you know like and then like another 10 seconds later no nah, it's gone i'm like what do you mean he's like no nah, it blew the engine i'm like what you hit a tire wall he's like yeah no nah, engine's gone i'm like can you clutch it <laughs> he clutch it down the hill and he's like no i'm not there yet and um like i don't know that there's so much prepping that goes into it like i just kept on like i was asking race control can we join after we tow stuff like that like that yeah, means so much just to you know get that result yeah no, i just i didn't want him to beat himself up because it is the easiest mistake to make when you're like swapping feet and you haven't practiced it before and it would have just caught him off guard. And I reckon he would have felt bad enough about it. So, yeah, he won't rub a mi- the lid. No. I will but, say a, um, a, a missed pedal is a, um even scarier proposition when you're in the passenger seat of a real race car, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> you know, as uh, Madison can probably attest to. <laughs> in line, Ms. Madison. <laughs> well, we did Aussie Story driver time, search. Please. Yeah, we did Aussie driver <laughs> search, and my first run in the Aussie driver search final was in a is in a uh, Toyota eighty six series car. I was lucky enough to have one Jake Burton next to me as the judge, and um, coming into turn one for the first fire, so what I don't know, one hundred and seventy, one hundred and eighty k's into the kink there, and Jake had told me on the track walk before in the morning, if you break before the hundred, you're the biggest bitch ever. So you've got to go at least to the hundred. <laughs> Okay, no worries. So I turned it in there and I've my foot's gone straight between the throttle and the brake, breaking at the 100. And I've gone, oh, that's bad. That's really bad. And so now, like the rest of the session, the rest of the three laps I did, every time I came off the throttle, I was so nervous about where to put my foot. And I must have missed the brake about three or four times. So accordingly, I didn't get scored very well, but thankfully my lap time was quick. So um, a test to no brakes is faster. <laughs> throttle less break, mate. More throttle less break. Let's move back on to the Bathurst memories. Brian, have you had a good or a bad memory from Bathurst? Yeah, good was uh, probably last year. Um, Scops with second place, even though something happened in the last couple of laps, but still got second with it. Um, but I think this year, where 30 laps ago, um, like what Andrew said, we just had this massive, um, well, it's pretty funny in a way because the car that we took out last year um, at Bathurst, actually, we had the same contact this year, but it was netcode. So for some reason, our cars continue uh, to touch each other. Hot, anyway. Yeah, hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, Blake, have you got a good or a bad memory from Bathurst? Uh, I haven't, because I've only been doing sim racing, I haven't for two odd years, I haven't done a lot, but I guess to make scops for our, in our first attempt for a, a 1000 with me and my young teammate, Harrison Dengate, um, was cool. And for him to do a 360 spin coming into the elbow, keep it off the wall and for us to finish on the lead lap on our first attempt was 
um, probably a good testament to his Logitech gear that he was running at the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's probably a good memory. Um, bad ones probably having the pace this year to probably finish top 15, I think we could have, and to blow an engine coming up into turn two um, after being put in the war a few laps earlier. So, um, yeah, still still very young in our career. So I'm assuming we'll get a lot more memories as we you go. Will, you will for sure. <laughs> now, Brenton, give it good or bad. You're plenty, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of the guys, I think. Um, it's one of those races, isn't it, Bathurst, where you just, because it does mean so much, it, uh, it does generate a lot of memories. But um, I think as far as a good one goes, I mean, I think it was 2017 or thereabouts had just one of the best fuel save drives that I've ever done. And I've done a few over the years, but we came from the back of the train behind all the lap cars and everything with just over a fuel rate, a fuel tank worth of laps to go. Um, and we were like 35th or something on the road and um, fuel, saved, fuel, fuel saved our way up to a P4 and passed, uh, I think it was Marlon McMullen on the last corner when he ran out of fuel in front of me. Uh, to take fourth place and that's still the best result that I've had in a, a Scops 1000 but that was a really good good drive as far as um bad ones go I don't know whether or not he'll remember it he probably will but in my first ever Scops 1000 lap five completely green and stuck it in the fence at the top of the hill and took out Brent O'Brien's car I don't know if he remembers that he does yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely categorical remember that was going to be my one of my memories but yeah good yeah. yeah so yeah. um that was a, that was not a good uh a good first go, I guess. Uh, uh, very green back then, but um, not the way you want to do it. And you know, I don't. I tend to pride myself on being fairly clean and consistent driver, and that was just not that. So, a uh, pretty disappointing way to start. Although he did get me back in Bathurst. Another bad, another bad one for me because he stole a he stole an official one thousand win off us one year because yeah, we had uh, right. we had him covered in a in a one thousand uh, top split one thousand, and he put Ethan Grigolt in the car with about. I don't know how many laps it was to go. And the guy just ran us down from about a minute behind and beat us. So yeah, we put Ethan in the car with about, oh, it wasn't too long, probably about 120 laps to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he chased us down. Yeah, absolutely remember that. Yeah. Uh, so that was, a good, that was a good one for you. <laughs> yeah. I'll get yeah, to well, Brent in a sec. I just want to finish off with Chris. Um, you got any memories there that you want to share with us? Good or bad? Yeah, yeah, a couple. Uh, I suppose like, yeah, favorite memory is probably going to be a best result, right? So sort of like Brenton, got to go back a few years. 2016, I think we um, managed to snag a third there, uh, Liam Wilde and I. Um, I'm pretty sure on that last lap, I was sitting on in sixth or seventh, you know, and there's just chaos and Liam's just telling me, stay on it, stay on it, keep pushing because, you know, cars are in the wall, someone's blown a motor. So um, managed to get someone in the last corner. Uh, so definitely third there's a good result, but there's something about Bathurst that just draws our team cars together. They're like frigging magnets. I swear. Um, I've taken out Brett a couple times over the years. In the 12 hour, our cars came together at Forest Elbow. We just uh, um, so you know, trying not to take each other out is a big thing for us. <laughs> definitely would be. A dead, how many? How is? How hard is it, Madison, not to hit another TTKR car on on the track? <laughs> It's actually pretty challenging. It happens quite a lot, unfortunately. We've got, well, obviously, we've got a lot of cars in the field. Um, and yeah, 
Real or Hockenheim was a good example of that for us is there's so many TTR cars up the front. And unfortunately for Jared, it was only pretty much the one SSR car up there. So we ganged up on him a bit. But hey, we made contact a hell of a lot. And we have done this season a lot of times. There's been a lot of times we've had the awkward silence in the Discord channel. There's been plenty of times where it hasn't been awkward silence as well. And there's been people, you know, busting each other up in the Discord channel about contact. So, hey, I mean, we're all competitive. We're all here to win. And even though the cars are painted the same way, um, same team, you still don't want, to lose, don't want to lose to them. If you lose to all your teammates, in our case, you finish eighth. So that's um, that's not really good enough. So um, yeah, you you got to race everybody hard. Definitely. Now I want to come back to you, Brenton. Now good good bad memory, and then I've got another question for you about Bathurst. So OSR run a really good Bathurst twelve hour. So as a team, put the team hat on. Like we've had a couple of wins in that now. And uh, as for the supercars type thing, we've had a win. In, the, in another series back in 2019 with um, Jared and Jordan when they were racing for us. But, mate, we're just looking forward now to the uh, the Pro Series Bathurst on this weekend as a team. And, um, yeah, hopefully, you know, one thing that I think has been a good challenge uh, for the teams is uh, is that we, we didn't put the pros together. So, you know, putting the ERT side of things on, it's actually challenging to get a, a competitive driver we'll call them and um that's certainly thrown a few uh curveballs towards our teams and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's thrown towards others so yeah we're just moving forward and looking forward to you know we've had a good past and we want to have a strong future with the logitech pro series for sure so that's what i'm coming to what does hosting a bathurst 1000 like this in, in the logitech g pro invitational supercars words in there as well mean to you Look, it's it's the the blue chip event, isn't it? It's the one everyone wants to win. And yeah, at the moment, Jared's storming away with the championship, and good luck to him. But um, people later on might say they'd rather win Bathurst than win the championship. And and there's a pretty decent trophy on prize uh, for winning Bathurst this week. So a lot of the guys are putting all their eggs in one basket for this weekend. And just having the build up, which we haven't used before, and I know other series haven't had, didn't make the most of an opportunity to do it like having the sand down 500 before it, I, I think it's been a really good build-up and uh yeah like for us it's blue chip and it's what the sponsors love um i know that having guys like um, giz racing with us this week and obviously brody and and richie racing with us and i, you know, I reach out to auto action speed cafe um, and motorsport australia i've got a meeting with them tomorrow night um yeah, they love that type of thing, and it's great for us. And and obviously, sponsors like Logitech G as a sponsor, yeah, they've definitely got their money's worth from what they give us. And uh, yeah, next year is just going to be better. Like this, this was the 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 prototype series this year, and and next year we've got bigger plans, and it's just going to keep moving ahead. So I want to touch on Richie for a second before I get to Sam, and I've got a question for you. How good was it watching Richie run around the Real Bathurst 1000 on the, and had so much success the other weekend? Yeah, well, like we said, uh, we did a release uh, on the morning of the Real Bathurst 1000, just wishing them all the safe travel and uh, hope that their practice race that they did last week goes well for what we do this Sunday. So, you know, if they had some decent practice and let's see how they go against these guys. 
That is it. Who's going to be not? No, no, no one's going to be crashing Richie out. There's no rain in iRacing yet. That's the problem for Richie. He needs some rain coming into iRacing, which won't be far away. I reckon, I reckon that's a Christmas present from iRacing coming up. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Wouldn't surprise me. Sandan, have you got a best and worst sim Bathurst memory for yourself? For me? Um, my worst experience at Bathurst or my heart-wrenching one, I teamed up with Muggo. I think I touched on this in the podcast. And we were on target for a top five, and the way the race planned out could have been a podium, but we were probably on target for a top five. And um, Muggo was in the car for the last stint, and um, there was a lap marker that crashed uh, just before the dipper. And Muggo was just at the wrong spot at the wrong time, couldn't pull it up, and that was our race over. So... Unfortunately, you know, I've been lucky enough to do it a couple of times. Never really had the skill to to take it to some of these guys and um, take away a win. But, um, yeah, that one sticks out every time I think about Bathurst and trying to win a race like that. That's as close as I've ever come. Um, did snag a win off old Madison back in the old R-Factor days, though, back in probably 2009, <laughs> I think it was. So that was my little bit of claim to fame. But, um, but yeah, it's just it's it's a special race. You'll love it so much. And just think how lucky are the guys that get to do it in real world you know there's a lot of us that aren't going to ever going to have that opportunity but to do it in sim racing is pretty special definitely is. i've got a question on my little sheet i've just noticed it's about the rest of the season bathurst is coming up we've got two rounds to go Belle isle and philip island of course um i want to start with the championship leader now um That's that's where it is. Uh, what is your what is your um, biggest and best or most proud memory of the season or worst memory of the season? Like, what sticks out for you in the season you've had so far? Um, I don't know. I generally forget a lot of stuff that happens <laughs> on the. You don't put practice in sim. either, so you know. Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's a drama in itself. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, round one was really good. Um, as Jake mentioned, we basically tripped over one another and gave up a win for um, either one of us. But, um, yeah, I can't even remember where we raced after that. Winston, <laughs> mate. Winston. Oh, I think, yeah, I won that too, yeah. Um, I don't even know after that. Yeah. I, I just rock up. I won the next one. rock up and race. So, yeah. My, my memory's. <laughs> it just fade in between all the Mazda races, mate. That's the problem. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a drama too. Yeah. So yeah, the that's... real question is, how have you actually put any laps in for the Bathurst 1000 in practice for this weekend? Yeah, I did about 80 laps um, a few weeks ago. That'll do. I've put in a little bit. The, the setup's changed a little bit. So, yeah, I have to put in a little bit of work. Um, Dane's taking over this week. Which is which is good. So I'm actually away for the weekend, but I come back on the Sunday to do a fake car race on the computer, which is good. You putting more wing in it this time, mate? It's kind of no. what I'm interested to hear. No, I think we're gonna le- we're gonna leave it. I reckon that was a pretty good combo. Yeah, okay. a few weeks ago. Yeah, good to know. So no DRS or anything like that, yeah? Um, yeah, maybe. Oh, copy. <laughs> Josh, I want to head head to you then. Any moment this season that's really annoyed you or made you proud? That's the question I was trying to spit out before. Um, well, I guess I got an, I bought a new sim rig half 
after Sebring. I really struggled to get used to that, to be honest. I was getting a, a dead leg. and So the first few rounds, Winton, um, Rebel Ring, and Monza were pretty tough. Like, to be honest, Monza, I just wanted to go watch Shadow of Origin. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I finished the race somewhere, 80th or something. Um, I couldn't feel my left leg after about three laps. But um, for a 250k race, that was tough. So, um, yeah, well, I've obviously made a fair few changes since then to the positioning, and it's fairly good at the moment. Um, so that's probably the, the been the, the worst memory of of the season, I guess. Um, you know, that particular period of struggling, but I guess um, you know, Hockenheim was fairly good. Um, there was a bit of a, an interesting moment in qualifying. It started from twelfth, but um, you know, I sort of came through the field and ended up second in the last race. So I was fairly happy with that. Um, but I guess you're only as good as your last race. We got slapped at Sandown, so to work hard to not get slapped at Bathurst. <laughs> Do you have anything to say to race control after Hockenheim? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. I didn't particularly understand that you can, you know, disqualify someone from a session for escaping 100 metres for the pit box, but people will protest that. So if they want to do that, good luck to them. Jake, did you want to chime in there? Oh, I was just being a smartass, to be honest. <laughs> um, no one ever really, really wrote about it, but I, I got disqualified from Hockenheim um, because uh, 19 days after the race had finished, I did I couldn't submit my telemetry. Um, <laughs> and apparently you've got to keep it for 21, apparently. Um, it's 21, I think, is the combined I rating of the stewards, so I'll just finish on that. So, Does anyone else want to swing at the race stewards while we're here? Oh, I've, got, right I've got plenty of character <laughs> okay, if you go back through Madison's VODs. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. That's I think they do, they, do a, they do a great job. Oh, that's, great job. It's a, it's a hard job. <laughs> uh, look, look, it is, a, it is a very hard job to do and you can't please everyone. But um, when you can't please anyone, that's where the issue is sometimes. So um, hopefully they get they take on a bit of feedback and get better for Bathurst. I'm sure it is fine. They're doing a great job. We we will stop bashing them. Let's move on to old Lee Ellis right there. Question for you. The same question we just asked the last two. Any moment this season that's annoyed you or made you proud? Uh, it's probably round one where I had no sound for the entire race. Um, for both annoyed and proud. I'm proud that I actually finished the race on the lead lap and annoyed that um, that I had no sound for the entire race. <laughs> Do not rate that for anyone. So, yeah frustrating it is frustrating it would be indeed now madison we've, we just want to hear your proud point of the season because we already know your annoyed point yeah uh yeah i mean the the proud one is definitely hockenheim we had a pretty good car at hockenheim and we were able to take it to jared which was really good we haven't really put our best foot forward this season we've, we've been fast at times just actually been the frustrating part of the season Rallying Red Bull Ring, we we had a really good car at Red Bull Ring. We probably should have been on for race wins there, and we just totally got the strategy wrong. And yeah, unfortunately, we finished P nowhere when we had a car good enough to win. Um, and there's been other other rounds as well where we just haven't maximised. So that's been frustrating. Um, but uh, yeah, Hockenheim was nice to actually finally do a good job with a fast car. So Hockenheim's got to be the got to be the one. And that was a race win too. So that's got to be the proud one. Excellent. Let's go to Andrew next. Andrew Gilliam, proud, annoyed this season? Um, actually, I'm, I'm really stoked with how Job and I went for our first Enduro together at Sandown. Like, um, we're probably relatively unprepared for that one too because, you know, we're both so busy um, with our studies and um, sort of real-life duties. And 
to come away sort of best of the rest with a, a decent margin to the next TTR car, like from a team's perspective, I think, yeah, we put on a, a really good performance. I didn't maximize in qualifying. I think I got P9, but um, Job had a really clean start to the race and we probably had a bit more wing on than the rest of the field, which made it really hard to pass. But yeah, we, we chugged along long and got that P4 at Sandown. So yeah, that was a, that was a good result. How about yourself, Jake? Any of you think it's annoyed or made you proud this season? Oh, round one was was pretty good. Um, but honestly, probably a bit of an unexpected one. Spa was really good for me. Um, just uh, I remember that particular week, um, you know, I'd just come off a pretty dejecting last couple of rounds of the Supercars E-Series. Um, and I worked a 54-hour work week that week, um, also studying full-time. Um, and, um, I, I went into that race. My first lap was halfway through the first practice session and, and qualified fourth, um, which for me was like, just so unexpected, got a bit of a lucky toe, I think. And, but it was one of those sessions where I went faster every lap. Um, and it was just satisfying to, to do that with such little practice. Um, as I say, there's a bit of luck in it for sure, but, um, you know, I, I feel like sometimes you have those races where you do ridiculous hours practice and then qualify 16th um but to come out with an hour of practice and, and put a lap together like that at, at such a long lap as well um was just really satisfying um and again the, the race probably didn't go so well i got i got crashed in two twice if i remember correctly but um you know just to, to to put a good lap together almost driving a little bit by feel rather than by preparation felt really nice now hobo you've been thinking about this for a while most annoyed and, and most proud moment this season? Um, I think that the one that comes to my mind is probably a frustrating one, and that's um, the first race at Winton because I've got pretty decent pace at that track. I'm pretty comfortable at that track, and we got wiped out in the uh, first race. Ando here, he, he got into J-Ross, or they got into each other just in front of me on lap one, and I had nowhere to go, and it tore my car up, and I managed to finish on the lead lap. I think I was racing Brady for P Nowhere. We finished last, and... Um, in a championship like this, it's just so hard because, um, you know, you can't afford to drop a bad race with the points. So, um, you know, we salvaged a P15 from the back of the grid in race two, which is probably one of the better ones for me for the, the season as well on the same day. But um, to literally come across the line in, in last place in a race is pretty tough for the points. So I think that one, that round in general, probably hits both marks at once, really. Yeah, definitely. Um, Blake, any annoyed or proud moments this season? Proud, proud moment would be Spa. Uh, getting my first top 10 in a series such as this was awesome. Uh, felt like a win for me um, as I'm still very much adapting to sim racing over go-karting, um, getting used to all the not as much feedback, I guess you could say. Once he gets the entire town of Wodonga voting for him for driver of the day. <laughs> <laughs> big, big family as well. Big family. Yeah, helps, all 18 of know. them. <laughs> yeah. They wait until my engagement party and I got 80 odd coming to that. So, yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> um, but uh, low point would be Sandown, you know, finishing, being the last finisher. Um, but just. Sorry. <laughs> um, but you know, like we, we pressed on to get points to, to keep me in the top 20. So, um, if that's the low point, then yeah, hopefully that's that's the worst it could be. 
you two want to hash this out, this whole sand down thing, Lee, Blake? <laughs> you want to just... Ah, it's in the uh, past now. Move on. I, I fucked up. <laughs> as simple as that. <laughs> hey, yeah. You carry too much speed, you, you hit someone. Yeah, I got away with it. I, I got away with it. Blake, on the other hand, didn't. I just hit that wall at the slightly wrong angle. It's toast. <laughs> um, Brian, annoyed, proud moment this season? Uh, I'm, I'm just an enduro driver, so... um. Uh, yeah. Well, we we came in at Spa. Our team came in to the series at Spa. So, um, yeah, we had internet trouble for the first five rounds, and and then um, <laughs> try and laugh at his own jokes, everyone. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, so, someone's got to laugh, mate. But um, yeah, like I guess yeah, the proud look. I think you know. To hats off to what Brenton's done here with um, getting the 40 of the best drivers and the championship. You know, it doesn't matter where you finish in this championship, you're racing for each position. Like, it's so close out there. So, um, yeah, it's just good to be a part of it, I guess. Definitely. I'll get to Brenton in a sec too. But, Chris, final say on annoyed or, or proud moments this season? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, the. Uh... Definitely a big thing for me this season was working on my qualifying pace a bit. I suppose over the last couple of years, um, you know, I've mainly just focused on race run stuff, um, usually qualifying sort of towards the back another 40 in the scops rounds and stuff. But, you know, I've been quite proud to sit more around the midfield um, and uh, even, you know, um, sort of closer to top 15, which has been really cool. Um I don't know if I have any annoyed, annoyed uh, moments, but yeah, it's been good. Like like Brian said, you know, just to re- reiterate how competitive the the field is. Doesn't matter whether you're racing for fifteenth, twentieth, or or thirty fifth. It's there's always cars there, and it's it's always hectic. It's been real fun, and um, yeah, been real proud to to be able to participate in the uh, first first season. So, Brenton, it's your baby. No, no, annoyed no, no. moments this no, no. season. Well, n- number one, it's not. It's, it's and I appreciate the words that Brian said, but it's it's it, this all started with a phone call from um, with Jordan and myself. To, um, we, we thought uh, we could do a pretty good product with uh, with the supercars and with the drivers and um, improve things that have uh, been worked on in the past. So it's certainly not my baby. It's um, yeah, we've got Hobbo and John Van Ree, the four of us at first. Uh, yeah, punched out and put a lot of time in, a lot of effort. And then, yeah, getting guys like Sandman back behind the comms, you know, that was just massive for us. It really was. It Straight away, it gave us credibility. And and it, it, this, it's not a cheap series to run. And the faith that the drivers and the teams put in to us, we, we, you know, we charge a certain amount to register for the series. And it was blind faith that they go, well, we trust that you guys will do the right thing and they paid up. And, you know, yeah, there was some resistance from some that didn't um, pay the registration fee and we totally get that. But within two races, they're going, well, how do we get in now? That horse is bolted. So, yeah, look, really proud of the product that it is at the moment. Um, We've got big goals that are going to happen in the future as well. And already we're talking about, uh, what are we, 2022? So we're talking about 2023 already and, and we're going to keep improving, but you know, it's it's certainly not my baby. It's you know, 
Hobbo does the social media stuff and Jordan and I talk, well, that for a while there, his wife was saying that we talk more than he talks to his missus, which I can understand to a point. Um, <laughs> and, and, and Reeksy, John Van Ree, he's never been involved with this before, but I've known him from previous days in, in sailing and in competitive sailing. And I know what he's like in organizing events and series and the passion that he shows behind it. So yeah, getting the four of us to work together. And then, like I said, getting guys like Sam and Jake Blackall, yeah. And, and the drivers that come to board, they put the show together and, you know, once the green, once the lights go out, it's pretty easy. It really is. And, and we're gaining more and more credibility, I think within Australia. And there's some people who have come in admin side to help us out as well. And that's going to make our life even easier for next year. So yeah, no, it's it's really good so far, but we're building for a really good finish as well. And that cultivates with yeah this weekend at Bathurst. Definitely, and I can't wait. And I know Sam and can't wait. I'm going to finish off with you in a second. But before we finish this podcast, Madison, have we got a temperature check for that cupboard that you're in? It's warm. I thought I was going to be all right, actually, because normally it's a big computer that produces the heat. I'm surprised by how much this laptop is actually putting out. So it's warm. <laughs> but I'm often known as the pink sweater. So it's just normal for me on a webcam to look like this. That click we heard before was someone locking it. You do know that, don't yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> just tap on the wall three times if you're going to faint, okay? We'll we'll cut the podcast short a little bit if we have to. So No, we'll catch him fainting live. That'll be awesome. <laughs> Dan, man, have you got a like a, an annoyed or a proud moment this season? I know annoyed, you know, calling Jake for winning the first race, but <laughs> a proud moment this season? As annoying as that was, I'm glad it happened because we got the finish that we saw. I mean, obviously, Jake's not happy about not getting the win, but that that finish was incredible. And that was just, I was caught up in the moment calling who I thought was going to win. And I guess if you'd paused it, I guess every you know, Jake knew what was going on that he probably was going to make it with fuel. But um, if you paused it coming out of that last corner, everyone would have said he's got this in the bag. So as frustrating as it was that I got it wrong, it was still it was a good finish and um, yeah, very memorable. But uh, I've, just my proudest is just to be invited to be part of the series. Is that anyone who's interested to hear me waffle on about motor racing is um, yeah that that's proud. Um, I didn't think that. Um, you know, I obviously spent a little bit of time out of the commentary box for a little while and never really thought much of it. And then to to know that there was a little bit of um, passion there as far as that people want to be back to call the race, then I was pretty thrilled to do it. So um, big thanks to Brenton and everyone that he mentioned and Logitech G for putting it all together. It's um, It's been a lot of fun and I've really enjoyed it. Well, Sandman's like the Larco of sim racing, let's be honest, isn't he? Yeah, you you got to love the guy and what he says. That's, that's how it comes across. It was cool. It was cool for me to have that happen watching it back because I um I don't know, I feel like I've been around a decent amount of time now. And the one that I always think about is uh Justin Ruggier losing a championship at Suzuka. <laughs> and um pretty much in the same way. Um and uh, and Sandman going nuts in, in pretty much the same way. It was really cool to even though it was a pretty bad moment for me to have have the same same guy calling the same moment basically pretty much ten years later is is really cool. You add right. like an extra leader in your tank now, just every race since. <laughs> not, not really. I, I feel like you, you always got to be under. Um, track position's key. Be in front, right, Madison. <laughs> right, You'll save every race. You know what the funny bit is? Is people say, "Is what I do with iRacing a bit of an act?" But I think Madison could attend at, at Queensland Raceway one time. <laughs> we were just watching a race. We were actually watching Rugia 
race. And, in and the Endo was car. in that race too. Oh, that's hindsight. right. Yeah. yeah. And like, it was the best race. And I'm just sitting there going, oh, look at this. Oh. <laughs> I think Madison's laughing at me going, it's like he's calling a bloody race here. But that was I just... really were calling for all the people on the hill at turn six. <laughs> they were all just, loving it. It was I fantastic. couldn't help myself. Couldn't I, And that's just the passion I get of motor racing. And, and that just comes across, I guess, from watching you guys put on a show. And, you know, the only reason I do what I do is because what you guys do on track. So you guys are the ones that I should be thanking because if it wasn't for the racing that you guys put on, I wouldn't be carrying on like the class clown, I guess. It made me cry so, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think that's why we're all here. We're all passionate about racing. Um, that's right. That's why we've put in so much money and invested so much time into playing computer games, essentially. But I'm obviously not speaking for everybody, but we love racing. Um, and I think that's when you've got a group of people that have shared interests even though you can have on-track scuffles and that can spill over sometimes. Um, but it's still, we're still all passionate about racing and that's something that you know, we're all got a shared interest there, which is awesome. Definitely is. And that's why I'm here because I've got no talent in any way, but I'm here talking to all you guys and you guys are making me look good. So thank you so much for everyone who joined us tonight. Brenton, can you shout out some sponsors for the series? Because these guys will get their chance. They always get to talk about their sponsors, but you wrap us up with the sponsors of this series. Oh, uh, Logitech G, obviously our, our main and primary sponsor. So Dan Hall and, and uh, Alice at uh, Logitech have been, well, they are their main sponsor. And next year we're going to be building on. We've already been contacted by other potential sponsors. Um <laughs> Yeah, like I keep saying, the stars of the shows are these guys and, and the other drivers who couldn't be here tonight, and they've got their own sponsors. And one thing we did promise is that we would keep the promotion up and make their life easier to get sponsors, and hopefully that's worked in some way. If it hasn't worked this year, then it'll work next year. But, you know, we're learning, and, um, yeah, we just keep looking forward and uh, and keep trying to make changes and, and, dare I say again, evolution to you know, bridge that gap between real and reality. Definitely. We're getting there. So before I wrap this thing up completely, has anyone, I want to show of hands, anyone had to stop a race because there's been a snake in the house? <laughs> no, we lost, it's not a snake. Uh, what was it? So Is this Spa the dingo? No, 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 no. We lost a spa 24 hour once. This is stupid o'clock in the morning on a Sunday morning. We were quite a long way ahead and we had some Euro driver doing our night shift for us. and. Whilst he was driving, the Norwegian fire brigade, whatever, kicked the crap out of his door and came in because there was an alarm going off in his building. It wasn't even in his room. And he had he actually got dragged out of his room because his fire alarm was going off. And he's come back and we're like two or three laps down. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember. A, sorry. You're right, Carl. I remember a race back in the Apex Racing League Supercars Series, which used to happen on a Saturday night. Uh, it was at Laguna Seca. Um, I was leading that race, and Brenton pulled his car to the side of the road, headed into the last oh, corner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And parked there for like 10 laps. Yes. And I was like, what, what is he doing? And he comes back on the radio, yeah. and like a, a dingo came in and started stealing my furniture. Yeah, yeah, well, we did this. <laughs> It's actually a true story. It's actually a true story. Well, where we live, we lived in the middle of nowhere type thing. And yeah, there was, sh we were in drought and there was just a shite load of dingoes everywhere. And yeah, we, we have had a snake in the house uh, around there, but it wasn't on the sim. But yeah, we had a dingo 
my my ex went got a smoke and she left the door open and a couple of dingoes just came in and started ripping up the lounge room so that was a bit of fun yeah that was, gee, that was a good memory there jake <laughs> I, don't, I, wasn't, yeah. I, I wasn't on the sim but i was away uh, I can't remember, but my mum was home and my sim's in the garage and from western sydney so it's snake haven in summer and there was a brown snake on my sim like seven years ago um, my mum took a photo of it and yeah i, I i've had many a nightmare of of um racing and you know i, I sort of see a brown snake which is um because you know there's I, one behind you now yeah but, <laughs> <laughs> um especially if it's an official race because you've got to weigh up you know are you going to lose the iron or are you going to risk the brown snake so it's one of those, <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of those i've had many a nightmare either. yeah it's tough you know because if you dnf you know you lose 200 ironing so yeah i made That's, up a position carding due to a snake i was racing at um the track under the Westgate Bridge, if people are familiar Todd Road. with it. Yeah, Todd, Todd, Road. Road. Todd Road. Um, and we were doing an endurance cart race there. And the guy that was in front of me just went off the racetrack, didn't know what was going on, and found out later on that a brown snake was crossing the track. One of the carts had hit it, flicked it up in the air, and it landed in old mate's seat. And he freaked <laughs> out and just went straight off the track. And I made up a spot. So I was pretty happy with that. I've not. I was racing. I was racing up at Gladstone one year, and uh, I think it was for the Queensland state titles. And that one of the sh- uh, through the chicane, there you could get a bit of curb, and everyone's really smashing the curb. We couldn't work it out till we saw the big brown snake <laughs> running across the track. Snakes run. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was trying to. <laughs> I don't feel so bad having to quit my race on Friday night live on stream because the snake was in the house. I had to get the snake oh, catcher wow. in. So, yeah, that's where that came from. Anyway, thank you, everyone, for joining us tonight. Sorry for all the trouble we put you up through, but I hope you enjoyed it. Sandman, we had the Bathurst 1000 this weekend. Good luck with your voice. Good luck with everything. <laughs> um, good luck all you drivers out there. I hope it is as drama-packed as the one that we just saw in real life, but... I hope it is as good as we we always think it is and I hope it lives up to all our expectations. Congratulations, Brenton, on putting on a great job for us and everyone else that's involved, John Ray and um, Jake Jordan, as well as Hobbo. Um, we will be back after Bathurst to wrap it up, but thank you, everyone, for joining us tonight. And that has been the Paddock Live episode. Have a good one, guys. <laughs>